0: Welcome back to the Make Time for Success podcast. This is episode number 111. If you've ever had the desire to see what else is out there for you in the world, or if you've ever felt like you're interested in making a pivot in your work or your life to fully explore your talents, then I think you're really going to resonate with my special guest today, Jessica DeRose. Jess is filled with stories that you're going to enjoy including those of when she was a celebrity personal trainer and a former elementary school teacher who turned her once cute side hustle into a multi-million-dollar business in just 18 months. Since leaving her teaching job in 2017, she's been able to hire a team of incredible heart-centered leaders, serve hundreds of clients, and help them generate over $11 million in revenue. As evident through her business life and philanthropic endeavors, which you'll hear about, Jess's mission has been to cause a ripple effect and to inspire change for generations to come. I think you'll agree with me after listening to this episode that her massive impact has already started. Let's go listen to the show now. Hi, I'm Dr. Christine Lee, and I'm a psychologist and a procrastination coach. I've helped thousands of people move past procrastination and overwhelm so they could begin working to their potential. In this podcast, you're going to learn powerful strategies for getting your mind, body, and energy to work together so that you can focus on what's really important and accomplish the goals you want to achieve. When you start living within your full power, you're going to see how being productive can be easy and how you can create success on demand. Welcome to the Make Time for Success podcast. Hi my friends. We're in for another treat because we have the fantastic Jessica DeRose on the show today. She and I are just getting to know each other, but I've I've admired her from afar and more recently I've admired her as she's taken the stage at a recent entrepreneurial conference that I attended. She's a delight. She's brilliant. And I think she's got so many stories, personal and professional, to share with us today. Jessica, welcome to the show.
1: Christine, thanks so much for having me. I need that little pep talk every morning when I get out of bed. (laughs) So thank you. Thank you for the edification.
0: (laughs) I think you're a walking pep talk. And when I saw Jessica on that stage, she was wearing sparkly sneakers, really filled with sparkles. And that just is my image for you. It's just liveliness, just information flowing from you and generosity. So thank you for bringing all of that on to the show today. Awesome. Well, thanks for having me. Thank you. Let's talk about your life journey, your work journey, your personal journey, whatever you want to talk about. But I know there are lots of different major stops that you've had along the way. Mm -hmm. Please let us know a little bit about you.
1: Yeah. It's always so interesting when people ask me to even introduce myself. I'm like, how far back do you want me to go? Which lifetime do you want me to share? Because I have, I've lived a bunch of different lives. I think we all have. And for me, people will often ask, you know, what's your superpower? So the tactical logical brain says my superpower is taking difficult concepts and making them easy to understand as I was a teacher. The other side of my brain goes uh, pivoting. (laughs) jumping ship, burning the boats. That would be a superpower because I've done that so many times. So to just sort of bring the listeners up to speed where I am today, I'm the CVO, so the visionary officer and the founder of Digital Business Evolution, which is really a one-stop shop online company that helps people take their idea and turn it into digital education through the landscape of organic social media marketing. So that's fancy for we help people create courses and programs and any sort of digital product where that came from was I built a business online myself. I actually started online in 2012. So we're coming up to, we just passed 10 years, which is pretty crazy. And I did everything from blogging to slinging $79 eBooks and paid Facebook groups and high ticket, low ticket and everything in between. But the story is actually that when I started that quote unquote business, which at the time I just, it was a cute side hustle. Really. I was actually an elementary school teacher So I worked as an elementary school teacher for eight years. I was also a personal trainer to celebrities for 18 years. 18 years I worked as a personal trainer. And before that, I was in school for my doctorate of physical therapy, which I am a dropout. I'm a very proud dropout of my doctorate. So did the undergrad thing, dropped out during grad school, ended up in the fashion industry. I had an accessory line that I was selling in New York City. So decided to move in with my brother and live on his couch for a year when I was in my early 20s. Did the whole live on my brother's couch in New York for a year while working in the fashion industry. So I've had a lot of different iterations, and I think we all have. What I've been able to do today, or where I am today, is I've taken all of these different tools and skills and experiences and perspectives, and I've bundled them together. And what I do today, I get to use pieces of all of those. And so my favorite Steve Jobs quote is You can't connect the dots looking forwards, you can only connect them looking back and we get to trust that they're going to appear. And so I'm a really visual learner. So I imagine that our lives are sort of like a river with stepping stones. And so if we can implement Steve's quote here, insert Steve's quote, as you're running or skipping or hopping or walking across the riverbed, a lot of us are in a rush to get to the other side. And the reality is the other side is when we're no longer here. So we get to slow down you know, the destination is in the doing, it's in the river. And so really what we're doing is we're navigating inside the water on these little river steps on these little stones. And sometimes we actually have to go backwards in order to go forwards. And sometimes we take a step to the right and to the left. And our job as humans, the collective job is to tell each other, hey, watch out for those green ones. They're really slippery. Or, hey, this one is wobbly. You might roll your ankle, maybe skip over. Or, yo, I found a a tree branch that fell and I can actually get like a good 10 feet across here. And so as we're navigating these waters, picking up skills and perspectives and experiences, we don't always know what they're going to turn into. And we don't always understand why they're important at the time. And now what I can do is I can look back and say, oh, well, yeah, of course I did that thing. Of course that makes sense. Oh my gosh, I'm so grateful I learned that or met that person. So what I do today is very different than what I set out to do maybe 20 years ago in college. And that's amazing.
0: And I love it. That is amazing. And that is way more than I thought was in your history. And I already knew there was a lot. (laughs) So thank you (laughs) for filling in the stones that were along the way and telling us where you've been Career and job wise and interest wise. May I ask, what is it in your personality, maybe, that makes you so adaptable mm. and able to take new journeys? I'll do that. mm, that's a really good question. That's a really
1: difficult question. I think it's multi layered. So, the more that I've learned about myself and the more that I've just become aware. In general, the more that I'm understanding for me, when we go to Tony Robbins teaches the core needs, right? The human needs. I think there's six or seven. There's, there's growth and there's, um, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on all of them. Certainty, uncertainty, variety, right? There's different core values. The more that I'm learning about myself, I'm actually learning that I love uncertainty. I love variety. I actually crave it, and so when I'm putting in a, put in a situation like when I was a teacher, where it's this beautiful security of the same thing every year, summers off and the holidays off, and oop, oh, it's it's back to school night and this assembly and that assembly. Some people love that and thrive on that. And what I learned through trial and error was that I actually don't like that. And so knowing yourself is really, really important and knowing yourself without judgment because we've been taught in society we think one thing it might be wrong or right and there is no such thing in this context that we're talking about. There's no wrong or right. So the more that I've gotten to learn about myself, the more that I've learned I actually love uncertainty. I'm a roller coaster girl. I am not a merry-go-round girl. And that is something that I was sort of introduced to when I was debating leaving my teaching job. I had a friend who said, a mentor at the time who said, look, there's nothing wrong with, with your job as a teacher. It's steady. It's wonderful. It's, I had summers off. It's incredible. I was out at 325. and I had a steady paycheck, right? But that's a merry-go-round or a Ferris wheel. And entrepreneurship is a roller coaster. And so for me, I started to learn, wow, you know, I love skydiving. I love like, I just love risk taking and I love adventure. And there's a part of me that believes some of that is, is nature and some is nurture. So I do think some people are just wired that way. And I love the uncertainty and not knowing and the ability to create whatever it is that I want to create. There's no, there's no cap. There's no capacity. There's no limit. And I love that. But I also have worked with so many clients and friends who test it, test out entrepreneurship, and they very quickly learn, wow, it's actually making me sick. It's making me sick to my stomach. I'm always stressed. I'm anxious. I'm worried. I'm like, well, maybe it's not for you. And so when we're talking about entrepreneurship, it's not for everybody. And that's okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. There's so many different types of people in entrepreneurship. I find it really fun and incredible and endlessly fascinating they're all my guests on the show, of course. Yeah, yeah. And you're making me think about myself. And I am not a roller coaster girl. I don't like actual <laughs> roller coasters. And I probably don't like a roller coaster back and forth feeling. But I do love the creativity that any moment you can invite someone new, you can mm-hmm. put out a new service or product, or just create a new vibe with yeah. just your your inner thoughts. And I love that part of entrepreneurship. Yeah. So I, I'm in there with you. <laughs> and I think there's a gray. There's a gray in the middle.
1: We think everything's so black and white. It's like, well, if I'm not this, then I have to be this. But what about the middle? And so with the middle, there's intrapreneurs. And so even everyone on our team, you know, we have an executive leadership team and, and our COO, our integrator is this full-time employee, but she's an intrapreneur. She wants the ability to work from home and create her own schedule and have that freedom where we get to create whatever we want and change all these lives. But she doesn't want to be the face of it. She doesn't want to be the one that necessarily has to make sure that the income is coming in. She wants a steady paycheck. And so she's an intrapreneur where it's like this gray area. So yeah, I think just learning about myself and then going back, if I listen to stories that my parents share, I've always had that kind of risk-taking. I mean, jumped out of the cart in the grocery store at a couple months old, split my lip open, you know, trying to head head dive and just always doing that. Broke my foot at three because I was competing with my brother, who's five years older than me, who could jump down from the highest step. Well, obviously he could, but I had to keep up. And so <laughs> for me, it was never about like, oh, but what if I get hurt? It was like, oh, but I have to win. So I've always had, had that in my blood. That's good to know, too.
0: <laughs> it's going to serve too you well, always. <laughs> <a fall. laughs> Maybe not that time, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. May I ask what kind of self-doubt struggles might you have gone through along the way, small, large, ones that, that just come to the top of mind right now?
1: Mm. For me, I think ignorance is bliss. I really do. And if I look back, there haven't been many moments that I've had doubt, which I know is super unrelatable. However, the doubt that has come up has all been more recently. And so I went in with dumb confidence when I was first building my business. I, did, I didn't doubt myself. I knew what I could do. I didn't doubt my product or my ability. I would pop on you know, Facebook Lives back in the day. Periscope was an app I used about 10 years ago. I had no problem doing that. Give me a microphone and a stage and I thrive. I love it. So I've never doubted, am I good enough? Am I ready? What will people think? It just never crossed my mind. However, the last few years, now that I've had quote unquote success, And I've had more expectations of self, but also more people expecting something from me. Now I'm finding that comparison is the Achilles heel for me. So whether I'm comparing myself to my old self or I'm comparing myself to other people, comparison is the biggest trigger for me. Yeah.
0: And what happens when that trigger gets fired? Ugh, the worst. I mean, it's
1: like a spiral of, and we've all done it, a spiral of scrolling, right? It's the last thing that's going to help get you out of the funk. And you're just scrolling, comparing yourself. Um, and that's where the doubt will come in. And I'll see it come through even if I'm, I'm launching something or pitching something, a lack of creativity. I'll find myself, these are sort of symptoms that I know it's like, oh, if I'm not feeling creative, am I in a comparison trap? Am I am I consuming too much if I'm not in a creation mode? Am I feeling bad about myself? Am I getting distracted by shiny objects and thinking that I need to blow my entire business up and change the entire model and run a different path because Susie over here is doing it a different way? Mm-hmm. So for me, I know like if I'm catching myself in a lack of creativity, if I'm catching myself in wanting to burn the boats again and pivot again, or jump ship and try something new. I have to check myself. Is that coming from a place of of alignment and abundance because I'm feeling
0: called to it? Or is that coming from a place of scarcity and fear because I think I have to? Okay, gotcha. I'm relieved to hear that you have an area. (laughs) Oh,
1: for sure. (laughs) For sure.
0: Could you also explain the burn the boats thing? Because I don't think everyone listening may understand that reference. So when I'm speaking of
1: burning the boats. In the context of my business, I mean, sort of throwing everything out. So, taking all the offers and products that I have that maybe I've spent years building and just scrapping them, saying I'm not going to launch that anymore, or letting go of the entire team. You know, like let's just let's just totally let everybody go on the team, or maybe I'm doing a massive pivot. So, you know what? I'm deciding tomorrow that I'm now going to be a dog trainer, right? Which is something that in my world is very real because. I, as I've learned about myself, love to reinvent myself. I love to reinvent myself. I'm learning that not when I master something, because I don't know that I've ever mastered anything, but when I master it in the sense that I get it, I understand it, I comprehend it, and I've embodied it, I'm bored very quickly. I think we all get bored quickly, right? And I want to move on and do the next thing. I'm obsessed with being a student. I love learning. I love starting projects, but I don't care if I don't finish them. Mm-hmm. And some people aren't that way. Some people, that would drive them crazy. They, they hate starting. It's really hard to start. There's fear and self-doubt. But like finishing is what gets them high, if you will. For me, it's the starting. So we joke all the time on my team, if you're familiar with Canva, it's a really great like graphic design kind of program. It's, it's free. They have paid versions. There's a free version. We joke all the time that we want to put out an offer like, $10,000 to have full access to my Canva for a year because the amount of like workbooks that I've created that have never come to life, you know, programs that I've made that we never sold, it's crazy. I just I love I'm a creative. I love starting, I love creating, I love mastering and learning and once I've learned, I'm ready to move on to the next thing. So I do need to be very mindful and I'm very very strategic with who I have. Kind of in my corner. And whether that's my husband, Mike, who works on the team or our integrator or whomever it is on the team, they know it's their job to sort of take the balloon and pull me back down to earth because I'm so up in the clouds all the time with ideas. Yeah. That's
0: an amazing skill, too. So (laughs) I love that over the years, you've just been able to harness the best of you and to trust yourself, to continue trusting yourself as you ride the roller coaster and go through the river. And now you're taking people along with you. Can you describe for us what you tend to teach your entrepreneurial students? Let's go there. Ooh, that's a
1: fun question. A couple different things. So we also, we have a podcast and digital business evolution, little shout out. We do two episodes a week. So we try to blend it between some of the mindset, limiting beliefs, entrepreneurship, leadership, the, the communication that comes with building team, right? Like all of that stuff is one side some of that spiritual that woo and then the other side is very tactical. I'm so strategy driven, I default to a very masculine energy when I teach. So it's not about how you identify or what you were born as, but we all have masculine energy and feminine energy and so the masculine is the left side of the brain. That's our logical brain. So that's numbers and charts and spreadsheets and how do I get from A to Z and and planning. The right side of the brain is the feminine, which is the creative side and that's the more free flowing and if you were to look it up in science, it actually shows one side is black and white and one side's color, which is really, really cool. So I default to the masculine. So when I'm teaching clients, what we're oftentimes talking about, we have a variety of clients. We help people from the ideation phase of, I think I maybe want to do this and I am I maybe want to be a coach and I think I have a really good idea all the way to seven and multiple seven figures where they're hiring team members. The core of what we're teaching is really... Foundations, marketing and sales. So within foundations it would be anything from setting up your business bank account and LLC, which I do not do because I am not qualified for that. So we have someone on the team we have two people on the team that do that, an accountant and a lawyer. but the foundations are what is the structure of your business? who is it that you help? how do you help? what are the problems you solve? So the traditional like niche ideal client, um, that type of stuff the second phase of what we really teach is a lot of marketing. We teach organic social media marketing. In the last year, we and our company have started to play with ads, but otherwise I built up multiple seven figures organically. That is what I teach. I do not believe that we need to be running ads. Certainly not in the beginning. I'm not even sure we need to be running them now. (laughs) I'm still not sold. (laughs) So we teach a lot of social media marketing. That's going to be everything from lead generation to building out your email list to content creation, what type of content, how do you get people to save it, click it, come back to it, Um, building those relationships, your brand, your brand message. That's all in marketing. And then sales is where we're teaching actual offer creation. So your offer and your product are not the same thing. And people often get them confused. They think, well, I have this program, so that's my offer that's not the case. So your offer, your product, your pricing, your sales mechanism, your launch vehicle. We are definitely launch experts in our company. So we love teaching launching and then onboarding, offboarding clients. So those are really the different phases of like our signature programs. And as we get higher into maybe our higher level mastermind, that's where we're then going to talk about hiring, firing, delegating, core values, stuff like that.
0: Yeah. Beautiful. I love it. That makes a lot of sense. And it does sound very packed with the tactical treatment that that we have these creative ideas, we have these offers, we have this desire to serve. And then you bring on the structure and the community and the experts to help people move along, accelerate in their dreams, which is great. May I ask what kind of, from the leadership perspective, what do you observe in terms of your students, in terms of what might be holding them back And then how do you quickly help them to pivot away from that anxiety piece? Yeah, I think there's two things that happen. Most of our clients, I'm going to
1: speak for our clients, most of our clients, number one, they don't think that they are a leader or that they have to be a leader. It's, you know, I'm a coach. Or I'm a content creator. And so there's a disconnect between what that actually means, because that actually means that you are a leader. And so if you're leading people, then we do need to work on that skill because leadership is a skill. It's, it's not just something that people have, it's a skill. And I think it's one that is not taught, unfortunately, as much as it needs to be. So I think that there's a a misconception that people don't realize that they are stepping into leadership. And then the other thing is that they think the opposite, they they think they are a leader and it's just an innate thing that they don't have to work on. Mm -hmm. And so just because I have an Instagram account, I am a leader. And it's like, well, that's not necessarily the case. Similarly, just because you post on Instagram does not mean you have a business, right? So I think it's both. (laughs) Yeah. Some some people come in not knowing they're actually going to become a leader or want to or need to. And then some people think, well, I already am one, but you haven't flexed that muscle yet.
0: I love how you said all of that <laughs> because it's so subtle. I think I think you you're a natural seer of how people work. So I, I think being in so many different businesses, you've probably seen lots of different personalities and how yes. they how they apply themselves and what trips them up. And that's really what I love to see is how people get in their own way, even though they're super talented, -talented, multi-talented, have ambition, but yet a very small thing can be the the rock in the road that they can't move. And I love how you say, it's not that you don't have the goods, it's that it may be a thought process that you have that is just shutting the whole system down where you no longer feel like being in the river anymore. You feel like I'm gonna take myself outside of the river and just completely be done with this exploration. But of course, that's where we stall and stagnate. So, and um, you're my role model for let's keep going, let's engage, let's trust ourselves, Mm -hmm. let's be excited about what we're doing. I remember from watching you on the stage a month or two ago, yeah. that the emphasis for me from what you were presenting was the relationship you have with your people. Can you tell me how that became just what you knew was going to be the way to to be able to keep people in your world and convince yeah. them that you can help them and help them? Mm.
1: I don't think I ever set out to do anything. So it was Human first. You know, the relationships came first for me. And when it comes to the business coaching or consulting mentoring that we do, that was built organically. I never set out to teach business, I just built my own business and had a lot of success. So, organically, what happened was a lot of the trainers that I worked with in New York, this was back in 2017, they were asking me, Can you help me build my online business? Like, what are you doing on Zoom? How come you're on the computer in between clients and I'm not? And so just organically, naturally, I'm a teacher. I love teaching. I was just teaching my friends for free. And so we would sit down in the, you know, the fitness studio in between clients. It was one friend, all of a sudden it's three, then it's seven. And every Thursday we're sitting there and I'm teaching them how to build landing pages and email lists and really just strategically post on social media as opposed to just like posting workouts. And so it was always people first and it just was always relationships first. And I'm a people person. Like I said, put me in front of a room with a microphone and I thrive. I love I love people. I love being around people. I love events. I crave in person. So that's what I did. And I've always just created something that I felt that I wanted or needed. And so even back when I was living in New York, when I was even living in New Jersey as an elementary school teacher, I'm taking you back now to 2014-15. And I was doing this online stuff as a cute side hustle, not thinking it was ever going to be a business. Quite frankly, it just... I got home at three twenty-five. My husband got home at nine because he was commuting into the city. So I had a lot of time. And fifty thousand dollars a year on a teaching salary just wasn't cutting it. So I just made a little cash on the side to help, you know, make ends meet. Never thinking. I come from a family of doctors, lawyers, and accountants. So I already felt a little bit like a failure being a phys ed teacher. That was my story. That was not. I wasn't told that. I just felt that. And so, you know, I wanted to contribute. I had to make ends meet, and I and I felt a little unfulfilled. What I had started at the time to answer your question, though, was based on people. After school, I wanted to go into New York City. We lived about 20 minutes away. I used to want to go into the city and take all these cool fitness classes that were coming up. So at the time, it was all the boutique studios had just started. Spin bikes in the water, you know, surfboards on Bosu balls, like crazy. But none of my friends wanted to go. They thought I was crazy. Like, why would I want to go into the city after a full workday, spend $40 on a pop-in class? Like, that's just not for me. So I created this kind of quote unquote company. I ran it for four years and it was called Fit Trips. And so once a month we'd go into the city and then it ended up being many different cities, but we'd go do a fitness class, do brunch, have giveaways, all these things. And I ran it for four years and we had hundreds and hundreds of girls. We had ambassadors all over the country. And I just did it for free because it was just something I wanted to do. So then the same thing happened with business. When I was living in New York and I was going all in on this entrepreneurial journey, I felt very alone. I didn't know anyone. I, I, I didn't I didn't really have a community. I had a mentor, but he was in California. And I had another one, and she also was in California, and I was in New York. So I just started putting together these kind of fitness entrepreneurial events in New York. And so to answer your question, very long-winded, if you couldn't tell, I talk a lot. <laughs> but um, it was always people first. It was never with business in mind. And so I think we've just continued that in our business where even... You get a handwritten birthday card in our company, and you could have gone through our program six years ago. And you get a handwritten birthday card every single year. We're humans first. It's just, I don't know. It's not fun without the people,
0: <laughs> right? Like, well, your fit trip sounds really fun.
1: <laughs> they were fun. They were really cool. We were doing two retreats a-, a year to Costa Rica. They were really fun. Yeah.
0: Well. Well, thank you for sharing you, and yeah. for being you, and for inspiring me and my listeners to think about what is the next stone in the river that I want to get to, and how can I make this journey more me, yeah. and how can I bring the people that I love along with me, and what kind of impact can I have? You've had a lot of impact as well. You, you <laughs> Could you describe the ripple effect that your work has had? Yeah, thank
1: you. I think from the macro level, one of the things that we do in our company, which is really cool, is we have a one-for-one give-back approach, sort of like Tom's Shoes. So for every client that we enroll, we also give education to one student overseas for a year through the Foundation's Pencils of Promise. So we work with that organization very closely. Therefore, we've been able to give education to hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of students. I mean, I don't even know what the number is at this point. In addition to that, We also just give back towards a foundation that we've created within Pencils of Promise. And I'm really proud to say that all of our clients and our team, Mike and I, we were able to build a school in Ghana, Africa. We opened our doors in January of 2021. So there's students in there wrapping up their next second school year. That school was actually dedicated to Mike's mom who passed. So there's a plaque on the, on the school there, which is really neat. And we continue to fund that school. So the local, the people that live there locally are the teachers. So we fund their supplies that they need in continuing education, the students, hygiene programs, different wash programs, menstrual programs, so on and so forth. So on a very macro level, that's one of the things that we do in our company. On a micro level, we also encourage all of our clients to do the same in their programs. So we don't force them. We can't force them. And they can choose whatever charity or you know give back approach they want to take. And that might just be time, it might be money, whatever it might be. But I would say that probably 400 that I know of clients of ours have now implemented some sort of a give back within their business for a charity that means a lot to them. So that's in sort of the give back of impact. But then when you think down also, we are helping people build businesses based on experience and knowledge and skill. So we have hundreds of clients across the globe. We're on every single continent except Antarctica. And so if they're teaching fitness, if they're teaching dog training, if they're teaching uh, bookkeeping, real estate. I mean, we've worked with over 150 niches. When you think about what that turns into in their communities and their lives and their homes, that's really what we talk about when we talk about the ripple effect.
0: I love the ripple effect. And I love it how every time something like this happens, you feel it physically, right? Because we are connected. We are connected. It is about relationships and the relationships are a great planting ground for impact and improving our our time here. So thank yeah. you, Jessica. You're fantastic. I'm so happy you're able to come on to the show. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I love this. I love it too. Could you describe to our listeners how they can stay in touch with you? I love following you on Instagram. Please share thank that too.
1: Yeah, I definitely hang out on Instagram the most. So you can find me on pretty much any social media platform, It's at I am Jessica DeRose. So that's Instagram, TikTok. I'm over on Facebook. We have our website, of course. Um, Our podcast, like I said, we drop twice a week. So Digital Business Evolution. But yeah, definitely come hang out with me on Instagram. We've got all sorts of fun things that we do over there. I DM everybody. It's me. You can voice me. I voice back. I love it.
0: (laughs) Okay. Terrific. And do you have a free download or gift to share with our listeners too? Yeah, you know, I was thinking about what would be
1: powerful, and we talked a lot today about about pivoting, and we talked a little bit about sort of limiting beliefs. So we have a couple different things, and I'm thinking that it might be fun to offer up Our reading vault. So, what our reading vault is, is I'm a huge reader. I'm such a book nerd. I believe readers are leaders. I love, love, love reading. So, our reading vault is actually a Google spreadsheet that has eight different categories of tabs there's mindset and spirituality, there's health, there's marketing, there's business. And so, you can grab all these different books that I've put on there, I've read every single book. So every book that's on there, I've stamped and approved. It goes directly to exactly where you can find the book. But the part that I love most is oftentimes when we are trying to read or we want to read, we're put off by it because we might not be good at it. That's what we think. We're not good at it. So I know I've experienced this. I was not a good reader for up until just many years ago. I would read a page and then I'd have to like read it three times, and I would not understand what I was reading. So reading was exhausting, and it would take me a really long time to move in my reading. And so I hated it, and I didn't want to do it. And so in the reading vault, not only are you going to get all of like my favorite books, I even put some oracle cards in there because that's fun, but I actually give you a speed reading training. So there's a video that you can watch where there's a whole speed reading training, and I would just encourage you to poke around and see some of the different maybe mindset books that you can look at or marketing books, whatever that might be, just to open your eyes up to what could be next. So I would love to give that to your audience. I don't want to confuse them, but my maiden name is the link here. So it's jessglazer.com slash reading vault. And I can share that with you. So Jess, J-E-S-S-G-L-A-Z-E-R.com
0: slash reading vault. Okay. Terrific. Thank you for that wonderful gift, which I signaled to Jessica (laughs) that I would be grabbing for myself. And I will have that link for our listeners in our show notes. And Jessica, thank you for your generosity, your wisdom, your ripple effect, all of it. Thank you for being here. I love you to pieces. (laughs) Oh, I love you too, Christine. Thank you for having me. Thank you. All right, everyone. We've just had a treat and let's go absorb it. And implement whatever you need to in your own life. Enjoy it today. Do me a favor, subscribe, rate, and review this show. Listen to Jess's show. Hop on over there to the Digital Business Evolution Podcast. And let's just stay in touch. Thank you so much. I'll see you next week when the next episode drops. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Make Time for Success Podcast. If you enjoyed what you've heard, you can subscribe to make sure you get notified of upcoming episodes. You can also visit our website, maketimeforsuccesspodcast.com for past episodes, show notes, and all the resources we mention on the show. Feel free to connect with me over on Instagram too. You can find me there under the name Procrastination Coach. Send me a DM and let me know what your thoughts are about the episodes you've been listening to. And let me know any topics that you might like me to talk about on the show. I'd love to hear all about how you're making time for success. Talk to you soon.